Guide to Dude Cinema. My name is Alex J. With me is my stunning, effervescent, ethereal co-host, Rebecca Charwood. Oh my goodness, Alexia, please. Mm. We're colleagues. You can't speak of me in that way. I will and I will never stop. Get HR in here. I don't give a shit. This is the podcast where we watch all the... Excuse me. Siri just said she doesn't know how to respond to that. And I didn't even ask you, Siri, so fuck off. Yeah, we're not asking your opinions because this is the podcast where we watch all the movies that dudes have told us we have to see and we talk about how we feel about them. Not you, Siri. Yes. So stay in your lane, Sick bitch. Yeah. Sick of her. <laughs> how are you this week, Alexia? spicy, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling that. Um, I'm good. How are you? I am great. Yeah. Uh, another week of podcasting. Another week, another another podcast. We love it. We're having fun. If you'd like to support us, please head to patreon.com slash the ladies guide to do cinema where for just seven dollars a month you can catch four bonus episodes every month, plus ad free apps from our main feed and you know, little little treats and little kisses mm. and little links to pre-sales and promo codes and everything like that. So head over. Yeah. Oh, we also have our um, movie trivia game show. Yes, movie on there. Episode two is out mm. of that. So if you want to watch us play movie trivia, have we learned anything from our f- three years of podcasting? Have we not? Head over to the Patreon and find out. We have not. Okay. <laughs> Beck, what have you watched this week? Is there anything that you would recommend? Oh my goodness, what have I been watching? Oh, I've really been enjoying uh, a web series on YouTube by the drag queens Trixie and Katya. Okay. Uh, called, uh, and it's spelled U-N-Triple-H. Uh, yeah. And it's just like really silly, really fun, easy watching. Cool. Like, I mean, I don't know, everyone's probably like me where you have to be watching something while you eat. Okay, yes. And social media is too hard to scroll through, so you need to go to YouTube for a media video. Absolutely. And that's what this is perfect for. So that's what, that, that's what I recommend. Great. What about you? I have not watched anything new this week. I have nothing to recommend. I finished The Girl from Plainville, finally. Oh, um, oh yeah, we started watching that We started that watching together. that, didn't we? Um, and then life got in the way. But I, I finished watching that and I really liked it. Oh, you liked it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, good. What about you? I, I dropped off. Yeah. Like, I watched the documentary. Mm. And then I was just like, oh, I don't need to watch the series. Exactly. The series, it felt weird. It was very strange. Yeah, head over to our Patreon. We've uh, on previous episodes discussed this series as well. Mm. But, uh, yeah, very strange to romantically dramatize that story. Yeah. It still didn't sit well with me. But, yeah, it was good. I liked it. Mm, nice. Oh, one more thing I would like to recommend. Yes. Uh, another podcast. I uh, have been a longtime fan of the podcast Reply All, mm-hmm. uh, and their uh, ex-host of it, PJ Vote, has just started a new podcast called Cryptoland, and it's all about uh, exploring, like, what is crypto? What does it mean? Okay. Like, is it... Uh, scam is it not mm-hmm. uh, not all of it's come out yet but it's really interesting I as someone who is just a voyeur of crypto yeah. and is far too anxious to ever invest in it or anything Dabble, yeah very 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 good interesting and is it a scam do you mm. what have you learned I don't know yet yeah. I don't know we're still we're still gathering all the evidence okay because I am I am a previous investor in crypto oh yeah you bought dogecoin <laughs> 
Back like two oh years ago when God. Doge was huge, uh, my boyfriend and I, like his friend had bought in and he's like, oh, I've like tripled my money just in today. It's just back when like it went viral for like a few days. Yeah. And so we were like, fuck it. So we just put like a hundred bucks between us in there and we made like for like two weeks, like I, I, I withdrew like a grand Damn. from it. But it's definitely like <laughs> it's in the toilet now. Yeah. But yeah, I am I'm an aficionado of crypto, therefore. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's do Nice People Say Nice Things. Yay! Our favorite segment. Because we have a very cool story oh my God. for this one. Okay, so we woke up to messages about this at like 6 a.m. this yeah. morning and it was so nice. Like, what a way to start the day. What a way to start the day. So this message comes to us from previous guest and friend of the podcast, Beck Shaw. Uh, you might remember Beck from episodes such as The Big Lebowski. Yeah, Star-, Star Wars. Star Wars and you hope the Aridge. Aridge, episode one. No, episode two. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Beck messaged us this morning and said, I was just at the Camp Cope gig and an adorable young person came up to me and said, excuse me, have you been on the Ladies Guide to Dude Cinema? I love your episodes. <gasps> and then Beck says, and then we chatted briefly and they said, my mum told me to come and tell you and gestured to a very cute, proud mother two steps behind them. Oh, my God. I love that so much. Whoever you are who approached Beck Shaw and recognized her from our podcast, please get in touch. Yeah. We love you so much. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. And your mom. And your mom as well. We love both of you. Oh, we love when, yeah. There's been a couple of stories of like parents who both listen. Yeah. Like parents and kids and who kids listen to our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's like another listener, shout out to Harriet, um, who their, <laughs> their dad listen to a couple of episodes and he's like oh it's not for me but you might like it <laughs> i didn't know that it's so funny so shout out to harriet and, and harriet's dad, dad. <laughs> love it oh. all right shall we talk about the movie that has brought us here today yes yeah, so this is one that has been triple request triple which i was not expecting at all no. yes um oh, i only have two of them i we might have missed one. But anyway. One might have been in person, I think. My, yeah, actually, that makes sense. Mm. Um, okay, so it was first requested by Kai on our old Discord platform. Um, his dude friend just recommended it to his mum. So Kai said that Kai's dude friend just re- recommended it to Kai's mum. He wants Kai's mum to watch Zombieland. Wait, why? I don't – doesn't explain. That's so – it feels like How a weird, like, your mum joke. Like, your mum would yeah. love Zombieland, bro. <laughs> yeah, your mum's so stupid. She'd love Zombieland. <laughs> um, and also from Suzanne on a Facebook message, Suzanne says, My husband dude cinemaed me with Zombieland, even kept looking over to see if I loved it like he does. It's a lighthearted movie if you need something silly. Number two is better, I think. Oh, and my mother-in-law just texted me to say that she loved High Fidelity. I don't know what to do. I, I don't mean to be... <sighs> crazy but i think divorce uh yeah. i'm sure your husband's a great guy but you don't want you don't want that woman around your children this is this is the family that you're that you've married into mm. suzanne and yeah potentially grandparents to your children i don't know if you want that kind of toxic influence mm. i mean maybe divorce the, the grandparents like yeah can you yeah, yeah emancipate yourself from the grandparents and mm. you obviously need to get your husband on board as well but um he sounds cool yeah 
But your mother-in-law? Mm, she sounds like a threat. She sounds like the problem. She's the problem. <laughs> and she needs to be eliminated. Um, and so we're here for you. If you want to talk through your feelings, yeah, get in touch. Yeah. Because that <laughs> message was from quite a while ago. So, Suzanne, I hope you're still listening. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> heed our advice. <laughs> Emancipate yourself from your mother-in-law. Uh, okay. So, Beck, what's your history with the film Zombieland? So, I feel like I had definitely seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I was going through, I was not. It made me unsure. Okay. Because I, it never really stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, it's another zombie movie. Mm-hmm. It's just like kind of like a, a zombie comedy. Yeah. Like there was there was so many zombie comedies for a period this of time. Was, yeah, at this exact period of time. Because there's like Shaun of the Dead. Yep. This and there was another. There's another. One. There's definitely another one. But I it gave me huge nostalgia memory vibes for this period of time because it was like just after The Walking Dead came out I think so yeah. that like re- reinvigorated the zombie culture in cinema and then naturally parody movies come along which mm. is where I jump in yeah <laughs> wait did you <laughs> watch The, the Walking Dead I did actually I watched like the oh. first two seasons did you no it mm. was too scary too for scary me. yeah I, I really liked it but I just fell off for some reason mm. I think it became too, um, it's going to sound so wanky, but I don't mean it in a wanky way. I think it became too popular so that it wasn't, I was like, what, 16, 17 at the time? So it wasn't like indie cool anymore. It was like, oh, my sister's talking about it. All right. (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) Okay. I definitely had seen Zombieland and I remember Mm. loving it. It was just over it ticking all. I love a parody. I love the silliness. And yeah, I just remember fucking loving this film and- I definitely have been dude cinema at this film. Wow. What year did this movie come out? Because in my head I'm thinking 2014, but I think it might have been oh, earlier. No, 2009. Oh, wow. 2009. I really thought this would have been like 2014. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, the sequel Double Tap came out 10 years later in 2019. Wow. 10 years. Mm. And they called it Double Tap, which I think is so cool. Yeah. There's a reference in the movie. Ah! Yeah, maybe. Shall we jump in? Let's get into it. Planet Earth, home to over six billion people. Today, our very existence is threatened by epidemics, climate change, and dwindling resources. But those are the least of our problems. Welcome to Zombieland. Columbus has made a habit of running from what scares him. Tallahassee doesn't have fears. <laughs> Sorry, this is weirdly worded. Tallahassee doesn't have fears. If he did, he'd kick their ever-living asses. In a world overrun by zombies, these two are perfectly evolved survivors. But now, they're about to stare down the most terrifying prospect of all. Each other. What? Absolutely not. No, delete that. No, what That's the fuck? <laughs> okay, if you haven't seen Zombieland, it's a parody comedy zombie movie that you just need to know that straight out. Don't mm-hmm. take this seriously at all. It's very funny, very silly. Um, you've got Jesse Eisenberg who plays, an, if you can believe it, a social anxious nerd. Mm-hmm. And it's post-apocalyptic, starts straight away. We're already in the post-apocalyptic world. There's no setup. And so then he has all these rules to how to survive the zombie apocalypse. And the movie is kind of structured around these rules. Yes. Which I loved. I love it. <laughs> love a clear structure. 
So I was very invested in that. But then he meets up with Tallahassee, who is played by Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Who is Woody Harrelson. I mean, they, <laughs> they are playing themselves in this, this film. And they kind of create a unlikely odd couple team. Yes. And then they meet up with Abigail Breslin and Emma Stone, who mm. are sisters. And then they basically like kind of spend the rest of the movie together trying to get from the west coast to the east coast so that they can visit a theme park yeah perfect i really liked this movie so i fully understood it i know how to exactly describe it you can you can tell when i really liked a movie when I, i'm not stumbling around in the description yeah well it also helps that the plot is easy to follow that's probably why you enjoyed it that's as well. very true that is very true it literally has a clear structure that has even title cards yes. showing the structure I have to know, did you like this movie? I freaking love oh, this movie. Yay. Fuck yeah. I really, really so loved fun. it. That's so, so apologies fun. to Kai's mum if you're listening and you hated it. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh, it was just like fun and easy. It's 88 minutes long. Under 90 minutes? Under 90 minutes. And it's a good full complete storyline yeah there's a middle beginning and an end there's no lacking in it like it's interesting wonderful there's Who made action. this movie uh ruben fisher fisher ruben fisher 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 <laughs> you you know how to make a film sir because you can do such an interesting complex at times mm. plot line in under 90 minutes yeah ruben fleischer yeah love him so good. What else has he done? Venom? <gasps> no. Which one? The original? 2018. Oh, yeah. That would be The Ridge. Mm. <laughs> okay. I love the Venom movies. They're crazy. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. He was an EP on Venom. Let There Be Carnage. Yes. <laughs> love that. Nice. Love that movie. <laughs> Great. Um, so that's that. Yeah, that's that's our man. Okay. So this. Where do we begin? Where do we begin with this movie? Should we? Let's go with cast. We haven't okay. started with cast in a while. Let's start with Woody. What are your what's your history with Woody Harrelson? I I like Woody Harrelson. The last time I saw him was in Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Oh, is he in Venom? Yes. What, what kind of role does he play? He plays Venom's adversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like he plays like evil Venom. Okay. Which is interesting because Venom's like not exactly like a good guy. Ah. But he's also not like a bad guy. Mm. So he's it's a, a layered guy. Yeah, complicated. Okay. Uh, so I've seen him in that. Also, like, I do like how he plays, like, he does play, like, different characters, mm. like, but it always has, like, a cowboy element yes. to it. He's always got the rough and tumble Southern American lilt kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, he'll play, like, a hacky sack loving hippie, mm. but in this he plays, like, essentially, like, Mad Max. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, 2009 Mad Max. That's it. Yeah, that's who he is. Yeah. Oh, I never thought of that. Mm. So I really liked him. What about you? I fucking love Woody Harrelson. <laughs> I love him so – he's so entertaining. I grew up with him on Cheers and then – On I, Cheers? He plays Woody on Cheers, the dumb-ass young bartender. He plays an absolute idiot the whole way through. He's like the sweetest, most like dumb idiot boy. And then he has this this film career after it where he plays characters like this. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really fun. I think I love his history more than I love like just him as a performer. I love that he was Woody in Cheers and then became this. And then I didn't really see him again properly until like True Detective. And I think that's where I was like, ooh, he's, he's an actor. Mm. <laughs> 
I just think he's so funny. I just love his voice. I love his mannerisms. I think he's so good at comedy. Yeah, I love Woody. I'll watch him yes. in anything. Okay, what about Jesse Eisenberg? Yes, what did you think of him? I love him as an actor. Yes. I think he's great. Uh, his character, though, I have some qualms with. Interesting, yes. This, look, this movie gave me... Obviously, Jesse Eisenberg gives everyone Michael Sarah vibes. Yes. That were this era, the mid to late 2000s, I think, was the perfect era for the socially awkward, nerdy guy to be protagonists in movies. Yeah, yeah. Despite all of their flaws, they still Despite prevail. Despite society, they mm. still prevail, I think. <laughs> and this is, yeah, this gave me. Society. <laughs> trying to push him down. Yeah. They prevail. And I this movie gave me huge Scott Pilgrim vibes. Mm. From everything down to the title cards and the graphics. Oh my god, so true. Like I think this was a what year was Scott Pilgrim? I think it was just a real era for this style of 2010. Scott Pilgrim came after this? Yeah. Ah, interesting. Well, I thought it would have been before. The other way around. Interesting, interesting. I do like I do really like Jesse Eisenberg. Um mm. I have really seen him in that much, though, to be honest. Yeah, all that's coming to mind is the Social network, the network. Yeah, which I think he plays like the non-parody version of this character. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who just happens to also be a tech billionaire? Because the Social Network came out after this as well. Yeah. Mm. I mean, maybe the Social Network is the alternate reality where zombies didn't infect the world, and then he, instead of becoming a zombie killer, invented Facebook. Oh my god. Wait, so, so did are we zombies- saying Mark Zuckerberg could have been a zombie killer in an alternate reality? Because he plays Mark god. Zuckerberg. Wait, I'll get my pens and paper yeah, out. We have to this out. We're gonna get some red string, we're gonna figure <laughs> it out. And does the multiverse exist? No. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love Woody, love Jesse. Should we talk about Jesse's character? Yeah, so he this Gave me, yeah, Scott Pilgrim vibes Mm -hmm. with a touch of 500 Days of Summer. Ooh. Okay, yes, absolutely. 500 Days of Summer comes into this genre as well. Yes, because, okay. Nerdy, socially anxious dudes getting the girl. Yes. Massive. I feel so torn because this movie has so much romance in it. It really does. It's a love story. It really is. And that was, I was like, so for that. I love that. But then also his like pedestaling of any woman that he meets. Tick, ding. And any action that she does that doesn't result in him getting getting some, he takes as a affront. Personal attack. Yes. And then he then in turn attacks verbally her character. Yeah. Because I think people were called a bit of a bitch sometimes throughout this film. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, of course when I try to touch a woman, she turns into a zombie. <laughs> that was said a few times, that sentiment of like, of course the first woman I meet ends up hating me or like stealing my shit. Of course the first woman to touch me turns out to be a zombie. Like, okay, mate. Yeah. Everyone's in the same boat. You're not special in this new world. Everyone's not getting touched. Everyone yeah. hasn't made out in a while. <laughs> I think, yeah, it usually would drive me insane. Yeah. But because it is a parody movie, mm. I'm like, I'll allow it. I will allow it. I Yeah, I have to agree. It didn't make me squirm as much as mm. this kind of sentiment usually does. It's interesting that Emma Stone, so she has now played this kind of like, because we also have to include, obviously, Superbad in this genre of films. Yeah, because Superbad came out only two years before this. <gasps> wow. Why do I know that? Why, Why do, do I know, know that, that off the top it of my really head did. that Superbad came out in 2007? I don't know. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? 
That's that's a the dude true cinema is seeping into your brain. That's a true imprint of like you are a millennial because you remember exactly the year the Superbad came super out. Superbad. <laughs> Tell me you're a millennial without telling Tell me, me you're a millennial. millennial. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's another one. You know, nerdy, socially awkward dudes becoming the protagonists, getting mm-hmm. the girls. Who was also. Emma Stone. Yeah. She's been in both. Oh, my God. Because she's the perfect, like, fast-talking, like... Beautiful, but not in your classical kind of way. Yeah, not in, like, a popular bitchy yeah. sorority girl way. Mean girl way. Yeah. yeah. Girl next door way. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Girl, like, she she can rock some heavy eyeliner, but she probably also loves a comic book way. Mm. That's her. <gasps> to a T. To my a T. Yeah. So this is... um. This is the early Emma Stone era. It really is. Even because she had, like, the dark. I don't think she'd gone the full red yet. No, and she definitely had, like, the, you know, the block, not the pre-curtain bangs, the block, like, heavy bangs. Yeah, almost like a side. Yeah. That was good to see. I was like, okay, so we all go on hair journeys. We do. Even if we're very successful Even Emma Stone has been on a hair journey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here we go. This is... um, just for example of the kind of like language that is used in these kind of your super bads, your Scott Pilgrims, your 500 days. When describing Emma Stone's character, Jesse Eisenberg, because he narrates the whole movie, yeah. said she's not your regular hot stuck up bitch. Mm-hmm. So she's, he's saying that she's hot, but she's not yet a regular hot stuck up bitch. Yeah. So that when I was like, oh, okay. All right. We're in the 2000s. <laughs> the one thing that like did like creep me out like a little bit was like his obsession with like brushing someone's hair behind their Ooh, ear. Oh, yeah. It was like, it was both really sweet, but also like really. Now I don't know how I feel because I'm like, it is nice that he's you know, like, I can't wait to grab a piece of ass. Yeah. He's like, I just want to brush a girl's hair behind her ear. And then wear her skin. That's what yeah. it feels like. <laughs> I agree. It was confusing. I think back in the day we wouldn't have been confused by it because I remember loving these characters. Back mm. I didn't understand what a red flag was or know what <laughs> incel language was, you know? Yeah. Oh, so, my God. 2009, we hadn't heard of red flags. We hadn't. What a time. That what explains a, time. a lot of my 20s. Mm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I think back then it would have been, like, very, like, just purely romantic with yeah. no feeling of like, ooh. But now, you know, just ooh. the way he was told. Yeah, it was very pedestaling. And then as any woman in the film that didn't hook up with him was a stuck-up bitch. Or there was one point where he says, you know, yeah, the first time I let a girl into my life, which, which is that first one with the neighbour, first time I let a girl into my life, she turns out to be a zombie. And that, like, that wording just kind of stuck out to me of, like, oh, you didn't let her into your life. Like, you didn't, yeah. it's not like you've been like, women, stay away. And yeah. then, like, fine, you can come in. Oh, no, she's, I don't know, it's just a bit incelly, but. Yeah, there wasn't a will they, won't they, and, like, being like, oh, like, mm. well, she's been, you know, around for quite some time. It's like, she knocked on your door and was like, I nearly got bitten by a homeless man. <laughs> like, <laughs> Do you know who the actor was who played that neighbor? No. A bit topical at the moment. Just Miss Amber Heard. <gasps> no fucking way. I didn't even pick it. Luke picked it. He's like, is she, that Amber Heard? She looks different in every. I wouldn't pick her out of a line. I couldn't pick her out of a lineup. Yeah, me either. Despite seeing her face everywhere at the moment. I mean, yeah, every fucking video on yeah. TikTok. My my Sydney Comedy Festival show was promoted under a video of Amber Heard. Yes, that's fucking. Oh my! I mean, Facebook marketing—you can't control where it's it just, goes. You really can't control it. <laughs> 
But yes, that's Amber Heard. I don't know if I've ever seen her in a movie before. Yeah. I mean, I might have. Probably. We've probably seen her in a ton of movies. I had no idea. Yeah, she's a real um, shapeshifter-y kind yeah. of face. Very blends in. Something that really stuck out to me, which is like I thought was funny, pandemic-related, you know how he's, he keeps talking about how he never had friends, he's never had family, mm. he's been very isolated this whole time, so the whole zombie apocalypse world doesn't bother him that much because yeah. he's always been alone. That sounds so similar to, remember when lockdowns were happening and everyone was like, well, I've been in lockdown for most of my life. Uh, yeah, that was that joke of being like, well, it doesn't affect me, I love my the, own I've company. I've been isolating for years in preparation. So very similar parallels there. Um, oh, let's talk about, okay, Emma Stone's okay. character. Yeah. I love her. She's just, she's amazing. She's a, a darling to watch. She really is. Mm. She, I, it's a trope, but I could listen to her read the phone book. I just, her voice is gorgeous. I love her facial expressions. Like, I love her. Mm. Mm. Abigail Breslin. Ah, yes. I thought it was really, because she did this like a couple Little Miss Sunshine, I think, came out like mid early, like 2005. You're the expert. Apparently. In the 2000s apparently. And the years that m- movies were released. <laughs> but it was cool to see her like in like a, a teenage role yeah. of like, yeah. Not a little girl. Actually getting to act and do something like a little bit dark and silly and yeah. like less, yeah. Yeah. And I loved their characters together, the sisters. Like, who wrote. Men wrote this film, if you can believe it. What? But I, the the sister sibling, like, and just even like female friendship that was reflected in their relationship is just beautiful. I just thought it was perfect. They're equals and they're a team, but there's still the hierarchy of like older sister, younger sister, protector, protected. I just, I loved what they did with those characters, mm. which you don't fucking see in action films yeah. for female characters. And they were portrayed as smart as well. Yep. And capable. And more smarter than our male protagonists. Yeah. Because they keep tricking them, which I loved. Which was so good to see. Like, yeah, because yeah, 2009, that wasn't happening. Yeah, true. Yeah, without them being portrayed as well as these, like, vixens or, like, bombshells. That was going to be my next thing. And they were in normal clothes. They weren't in, like, leather pants and, you know, like, fucking, like, hoisted up with all these, like, machine guns and stuff like you would normally see, like, Tomb Raider style. Yeah. They were just normal girls who were really smart. She's wearing a flannelette shirt. Yeah. Yeah, not, like, using, like, her body and her wiles to get away. Using them brains. Using them brains. Brains. This is a cool movie. Mm. It's really, yeah. I like it. (laughs) Particularly off the bat, a couple of movies that we haven't liked. This is a real, ooh, a palate cleanser. (laughs) Did you find this scary as a zombie film? It was pretty gory at times. Pretty gory. No, I didn't find it uh, scary. I think I did notice this. I think they made the prosthetics like a little shitty so it wasn't scary cool i like that like because every zombie had like they just had like mud falling out of their mouth or like still the element of funny yeah for all of it yeah and Mm -hmm. i think you could kind of tell like a lot of the time they used a lot of stunt people in this like a Mm -hmm. lot of time with like zombies like hanging off the like top of cars while they're driving or like you know it's pretty hectic being blown across the room by a shotgun like Mm. i could kind of tell i was like i think 
this guy's having fun on set. Yeah, that's – oh, my God, you're so right. It felt like everyone was having a good time in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, so true. Especially the end scene with, like, all the rides and stuff. Oh, my God. I was like, that would have been so fun to film. That shot of Woody Harrelson jumping on the one that the, – the ride that goes around and just machine gunning zombies as he's hanging off this ride. Oh, I my just, God. So cool. I was jealous. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I want to fucking do that. That looks wicked. I machine gun zombies off the side of a ride. This is, I think, because I've said before, I'm not a huge action person. I always clock out when there are big shoot 'em up action scenes in action movies. I think making it funny, like proper funny, like this, is how to get me into action films. Mm. I loved all of the gore and the shooting and all of those scenes because there was always elements of it being really funny. Mm. Speaking of funny, my favorite character in this film, Mr. Bill Murray. I almost forgot. Me too. Oh my god! Because Luke hadn't seen Zombieland before, so he was the first what one. A treat! What a treat! When they went, when they walked up to the mansion, he was like, "This is the house of someone very important to me and stuff." I remembered it was Bill Murray, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm so glad you are getting. I was the dude. I'm like, I'm so excited for what you're about to experience for the first time. Now I'll shut up. Go. He was great. He was so funny and like. I also really like that this movie addresses like middle-aged men's obsession with movies from the '80s. Oh yeah. Like really, they were like, oh, Woody Harrelson is like this movie. Like this man changed my life. He's like everything to me. And I was like, Woody Harrelson's a dude. Yeah. He's a hundred percent a dude. Yeah. I love it. He would be the reason that we would do Ghostbusters on the podcast. Yeah. And I just I, I read that most of the scenes with Bill Murray were improvised, which is even better oh because there were so God. many fucking good lines in those little. He was only there for like five minutes, and there's so many great lines, especially that was improvised. Was so when he's dying, he's been shot, mm-hmm. and he's about to die. <laughs> the first thing that I just couldn't say, I had to pause. I couldn't stop laughing. He does that really long exhale, like he's dying. Like, mm. And it just goes for ages and then he goes, and he starts it again. And then Abigail Breslin says to him, um, do you have any regrets? And he was, the script was meant to be that he then dies. Right. But instead he improvises the line, I don't know, Garfield maybe. I just think it's one of the best cameos, celebrity cameos I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, I love when a celebrity plays themselves in a movie. And I'm like, like in the real world, like we are? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> but in such a weird setting of a post-apocalyptic world where he dresses like a zombie to blend in. Ah, I loved it. Yeah. That was my favorite part of this movie. So good. And the house was fucking sick. Oh my God. It made me wonder, I was like... Was this actually his house? Maybe. Because if so, I'm like, that's sick. Actually, I don't think it was because um, ori- I did read that originally he wasn't the first choice for the celebrity what? cameo. Patrick Swayze was. But then he passed away before oh, filming. No. So they were going to get oh, him so to – and then they had some other names thrown around and then Bill Murray was available. And I just – I think that was the perfect kismet moment. I couldn't imagine anyone else making it as funny yeah. as he did. Oh, fuck. And perfect tone for the movie too. Yes. So silly. Mm. And I love that when when he shot it, they weren't that upset by it. Yeah. I was devastated. They're like, oh, wait, no, this is a parody. This is not meant to be set in reality. Yeah. They just kind of move on. I love that. So good. The stakes were never too high. Yes. And that's what adds to it as well. Because a lot of zombies, that was my problem with The Walking Dead. Yeah, right. 
It's I so, got really scared. It's real because the stakes are so high all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's stressful. And also I think that what's going to be so excited about watching the sequel is that I'm like, oh, I know now I've seen how they treat death in this. Okay. And I know I'm never going to have to get my heart broken. Like they've kept me safe in this universe and I want to stay here. That's really nice. I totally agree with that. Okay. What was your favorite part of the movie? Well, definitely the Bill Murray cameo. Yes. Everything in that. You go. Okay. My favorite scene of all time, apart from the whole part, like the fun park at the end, the kiss. Oh. Okay. Mm -hmm. I loved this on screen kiss. Yeah. So much so that I. I rewound it twice. twice. (laughs) When you said R, I thought you were going to say I recreated it with Skip. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. It was so just like sweet and innocent. And like afterwards as well, Jesse Eisenberg, I think, enjoyed the kiss in real time because he did this like little thing with his eyebrow that I was like, I don't think you can force. Your I face think that was involuntary. Him. Yeah. Okay. Of like him, like it looked like he was like, wow. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude, you just made out with Emma Stone. Yeah. Shit. His face screamed consent and it really did it for me. <laughs> I was like, that's a man who enjoyed that, is that kiss. Sexy. Yeah. I really, really liked it. Okay. Beautiful. Nice. Did you rewind the kiss? I didn't rewind the okay, kiss, but right. you know, next time maybe I will. <laughs> I love just anything. Love Jesse Eisenberg. He's very entertaining. But I, Woody, Woody was my guy in this movie. Okay. I loved everything he did and said. I just think he's, he's like a comedy John Wick to me. He's mm. like just always in control, even though he's nuts. In this, he's just in control. He's got that competence porn. I trust that he's going to protect everyone. Mm. And he's just got all these like cool fucking quips and lines. Like when, like when they're. Because he just loves killing zombies. And yeah. so when they're in like that big supermarket and I don't know, the way this was shot was really cool too. Yeah. Just, he's Everything just so was really cool. visually pleasing in this. Yes, it really was. And I just I just read that this was actually the director's uh, theatrical debut. This is his first movie he's ever directed. Ruben? Amazing, amazing stuff. Yeah. That was far out. Yeah. Jesus. That's crazy. That's so cool. Also, I I mean, speaking of horny moments, mm. um, <laughs> when they had the flashback of him being like a very devoted father. Father? Are you kidding me? With the little blonde baby. Oh, my God. Him just having a fabulous – I was like, oh, my God, guys, stop. stop you know what you're doing. This stop. This is so rude. I'm married. <laughs> Because I really liked, yeah, did you like that storyline? It was heartbreaking. But mm. how they, he originally said it was a dog that he lost when the zombies happened. And then mm. we learn later that it was a child. I thought that was really like for a parody silly movie to inject something actually really real and heartbreaking in it. Yeah. I really liked that. Yeah. Mm. I And they did it subtly and they also like didn't milk it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. True. Because he... Woody Harrelson's character wouldn't have wanted them to milk it. Yeah. It's just like, okay, cool, we know who he is. You know what this... Okay. This movie has more sincerity than scary. Yes. And I think that's why I love it. Yes. I agree. And for me, because you're, you're adverse to scary movies, I'm adverse to action. 
for me, this movie had more sincerity than action, and I think that's why I liked it. Fuck yes. But it, it acted it acted like it was a scary action movie, and it, did. it wasn't, and it showed its true colours. That's that's the perfect formula for a movie that we like. Mm. Make us care about the characters. If you're gonna have shoot 'em ups and scary moments, yeah, fine, go nuts. But make us care about the characters. Make us invested in, in the nice, sweet moments or mm. important, you know, moments. Yeah, mm. and also this movie talked about fear of abandonment. It did. A lot, which yeah. we all have, guys, deep in us. Guys, look into fear of abandonment. Oh, my God, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change. You're going to need some time. Your lives. <laughs> we all have fear of abandonment in different ways. And mm. it showed the characters being like, yeah, they've been affected mm. by these events and this is why they have all these quirks and, like, this is why they behave like they do and yeah. act out in the way that they do. Like, it was really... It's really multi-layered fucking movie. Yeah, I think Ruben has read a few psychology books, dare I, I say I it. I think Ruben has. I think he's gone to therapy. Oh, my God, Ruben, stop flirting. <laughs> cool. Great. I mean. I'm good on that. I'm, yeah, I've said everything I yeah. need to. Can I actually make a request? Yes. Can we please do the sequel for the Patreon? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, join us. So, okay, let's do. So not this week's Patreon, but next week's Patreon. Next week's Patreon. We'll do Zombieland 2. So yes. head over to patreon.com slash ladiesguide to the cinema to check that out. Yay. So excited. Great. All right, to wrap things up. Yes. Alexia, mm. did this movie make you horny? It did. Yes. It really did. For me, it was Woody. Woody Harrelson was mm. my horn. Did this movie make you horny? It did. And it did. What, if you, could you pinpoint the horn? I think it was the kiss. Nice. It was a little kiss at the end. And I really loved how badass Abigail Breslin and Emma Stone's characters were. They were so fucking badass, but not in the stereotypical, let's put them all in leather, badass. Mm. They were just actual badasses. Yeah. I felt like the writers of this may have had a conversation with a woman at one point in their life and listened. I I think they might have met a woman before, which is interesting. Mm. Take note, screenwriters. (laughs) Meet a woman. (laughs) I'm spicy. Would you recommend this movie on a date? Oh, 100%. I think this is like one of the best date movies we've done. Same. Yeah. Yes. This ticks everything. If you are on a date and someone wants you to watch Zombie Lamb with them, marry that person. Mm. Yeah. All right. And finally, ratings. How many Twinkies? Twinkies. Out of five do you give this movie? Four and a half. <gasps> yep. Half a point off just for... The incel adjacent kind of language and stuff that came along. But fuck, it was for the time. We've literally, like, we've named five other movies that do similar stuff. So I don't begrudge it that. So, yeah, four and a half. I think I agree. Four and a half. Great. Oh, wow. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, that was Zombieland. You guys, we release episodes weekly. So please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, So next week, uh, we will be. Actually, sorry, while you're you're announcing this, do you mind if I just do a little bit of background music? Yeah. Okay, cool. Off we go. So, <laughs> next week, guys, we will be doing the new Top Gun movie to follow up from our second ever episode that we did three whole years ago. Wow, our second ever episode? Yes. A great singing, Alexia. Thank you. Right? It was subtle. You weren't meant to really notice it. It was just meant to be like a more of a vibe setup. I love it. Also, um, Lady Gaga does this like song for the new Top Gun movie that's coming out. What? I've purposely held off listening to it because I want to see it in the movie in its full form. I'm so excited. Oh, shit. And I've heard really cool things about the movie, like how it was made and Tom Cruise being like an absolute legend during it and stuff. So 
Join us next week when we do Top Gun 2 Maverick Returns. <laughs> <laughs> Maverick something, something. Something, something with a bat Maverick. Uh, and if you want to keep up with us and what we we are reviewing, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dude Cinema Pod and like our Facebook page, Ladies Guide to Dude Cinema. You can chat to us there or shoot us an email at guide to Dude Cinema at gmail.com. And if you want to support the podcast, uh, this free podcast we put out every week, uh, there's so many great things you can do. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, if you want to recommend us a movie, the best way to get that recommendation to us is give us a five-star review review and then in your review tell us what movie a dude has told you to see and we will review it for you and if you have a little spare change rolling around uh, we have our patreon as we mentioned mm-hmm. uh so many great things on there bonus episodes the sequel to Zombieland <gasps> coming week. up next week and also we have merch dudecinemapod.com uh, head over for tote bags and stickers lovely <gasps> all right and finally hmm. alexia I love Susie and Kai's mum. <laughs> I would like to say and to all of our listeners, a kumite to you. On behalf of both Susie, Kai's mum and all of our listeners, a kumite to you and yours.